Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big mad scientists who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Biebenstein. <laughs> and I'm another one of your big boys, John George. I gotta be honest, like, I was spooked, Bibi. You sp- I forgot. That's probably one of the worst intros I've done, <laughs> if I'm being real. I, I legit, I got scared. I was like, oh yeah, it's like Halloween and BB's got to do a bit. Like, I thought yeah. I was so ready. We press record. I thought it was just going to be a normal intro and then boom, you hit yeah, me. Yeah, well, it's it's our Halloween episode. And I'll tell you, because the first year I did a vampire thing. Yeah, yeah. And then last year, I don't. I don't know if I we had like a rich narrative for the podcast last year. Oh yeah, uh, which we unfortunately won't have this year because I was really busy at work this week. <laughs> the, there were a few Halloween things that I wanted to do uh, that I just could not do because I was so busy. But I thought since it's literally been like three days since we last recorded this thing, yeah, maybe for our opening bit we just try and like figure out what the next big horror movies gonna be the next big horror movie yeah like maybe it's a, an original idea maybe it's a big sequel mm. you know what was the last big horror movie like what's the like i don't even know i don't follow horror trends as much okay so what well we just got halloween kills which was a big piece of shit yeah apparently okay. i haven't seen it but i've heard only bad things yeah i mean there are like a million of those movies at this point right And I haven't seen any of them. Okay. Well, here's the thing is the bit that I wanted to do was I was going to present to you the plot lines of a bunch of terrible horror franchise sequels and then put a fake one in there and see if you could figure out which one was fake. (laughs) That would have been good. But I did did not have time to come up with a fake uh, (laughs) horror sequel. I like how you're teasing fans. You're teasing them with a great I know. Well, maybe next year. That's the scariest thing of all. (laughs) Gotta wait a year now that you just pitched a great bit and they're just like... A year's worth of suspense, John George. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a Halloween-themed episode. We're scaring a real trick, scaring the listeners away from listening to us because yeah. they're just Listen, like, I don't... if they made it past that intro, nothing can scare them. <laughs> Very true. Very true. That was <laughs> you clearly were busy at work, right? Yeah. Busy week. Oh, yeah. It was I, I had to edit 16 videos in one week wow. this week. Is that a record? So I probably it was 16 videos based off of a template, but it was still a lot of work. Um, but that's not maybe maybe that's part of our horror movie. It's about having to work really hard. Has anyone done a horror movie about someone who just hates their job? You know, horror movies now, they got to be kind of classy. They got to be a little sophisticated. Yeah. Um, and so they have to touch on some kind of social issue. What if we really got in there with a hot button issue like the labor shortage? <laughs> okay and maybe the protagonist of our movie is like a restaurant owner and no one will work at his restaurant and that's like that's how we start out okay yeah i'm seeing i'm getting some last some last night in soho vibes from this we kind of have the restaurant owner and he's like he's kind of just it's a nightmare that he has no employees you know yeah yeah and, you know, uh, there's maybe some ghosts that are like, maybe you should pay them more. And he's like, no, <laughs> my money. It's going away. Yeah. Ghost like starts stealing his money. He's like, no. Yeah. He, he checks his bank account. And the number just keeps dropping and dropping. And then he gets a call from his bank and he's like, sir, it's not a ghost. You're 
your bank account was hacked. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We've been trying to reach you. You know, every night when like, you know, the lights go off and there's a mysterious ringing and, and you're like, oh my God, who's calling me at these? It's the bank trying to tell you your account has been hacked. <laughs> your account has been hacked and it's been hacked by yeah. Freddy Krueger, nonetheless. And it's bam, oh, okay. it's a sequel. So, so, we've done it. Okay, we've rebooted sure. it. Maybe we could like Ready Player One horror. Yeah, that hasn't been done or, quite or yet. Space, space Jam it and we get, like we've had Freddy versus Jason and Alien versus Predator and all these other ones, but like, have we had one where it's just all of them? Yeah, I don't know. Like in a room? I don't know. We need like the Avengers of like horror people that, that, that they yeah. that kind of assemble and fight evil, or they fight good yeah. together. Would, would they join up to fight a greater evil, yeah. like some sort of horror <laughs> Thanos? Yeah, yeah, a horror thing. Like, who's the scariest horror? Like, there's gotta be yeah. like, there's gotta be just an OP horror. I wish I, like, knew more about horror. We should have got, like, a horror fanatic. I mean, the problem is they're all kind of OP. That's why they have so many sequels, because you can't get fucking rid of these guys. True. I mean, they, so there's got to be. We need an OP, op the OPest of the OP, because superheroes are OP yeah. originally, right? But like mm -hmm. Thanos was like busted. You know, they needed so many yeah. superheroes to take him down. Yeah. So what? What if it's like, maybe it's like the world's buffest teenage girl, because they're all trying to like murder teenage girl what if there was one that was just like really strong and could kick all of their asses like a john wick that would be good and they're like got like michael myers is like all i know is murder and i cannot murder this i mean he's pretty bad at murdering uh jamie lee curtis also yeah but like this one actually fights back like pretty hard yeah and you know maybe there's a scene it starts out and like all the horror monsters and she's fighting them off and she was like, this seems too easy. And then, boom, she's actually in a dream. Freddy Krueger oh. comes out and he's like, hey, bitch, uh. this is my house. <laughs> but then she, I don't know, shoots him with a dream gun or something. Like, <laughs> every time you think they got the upper hand, she goes to a camp and you're like, well, Jason's got to get her yeah. this time. And so, you know, all the horror guys come together and they're like, we got to murder this one teen, this invulnerable teen. I love it. Honestly, it's great. Yeah. It's got to be a big team. We'll get Alien. We'll get Predator. Oh, yeah. We'll get all of them. Jason and, and Michael. And we'll get the Leprechaun. <laughs> Why not get the Leprechaun? Sorry. I like how some of them just have like regular names like Jason and Michael. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Jason and Michael, you know. And that's like what gets him too is that she just does call them Jason and Michael. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God. God, they're like, no, you, Michael Myers. That's like a scary name. It's like, no, it's not. That's just like a dude's name. <laughs> like Mike Myers, like the guy, the guy who plays Shrek. Like that's real scary, man. Yeah, that's fucking Austin Powers. <laughs> like, do I make you horny? Come on, <laughs> come on, dude. So yeah, I guess I guess we're about due for that. I like, there's, it's got to happen eventually, and we'll take credit for it for sure when it happens. Yeah. I just realized we could also have them fight like I feel like there are like Scooby-Doo in the gang. They are, they're always busting mm. the monsters as well. Right. They could be involved in yeah. some way. I don't know if the Ghostbusters would count. Yeah, maybe the Ghostbusters as well. We got to get like a ghost in there or, so, or, or something, you know, and then, then yeah. we could do it for sure. Now that I'm thinking about this, there was that failed thing Universal tried to do, the Dark Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Was, I remember this. 
Because Tom Cruise was the mummy, but he was like the hot superhero mummy. Yeah. And Russell Crowe is like the hot and sexy Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> and it was going to be a whole it was going to be a whole superhero universe. Like, I think they got someone who was going to be like Bride of Frankenstein and they were all going to like kick ass at the end. Yeah. of it. But it, it never made it past the first movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Because the mummy mm-hmm. reboot sucks. So everyone's yeah. mad. I mean, that's just a weird one to start with, though. Like, I feel like it's a good idea. But yeah, but why? Why do you start with the mummy? Let alone why is the mummy involved in this at all? Like, who? like, I, I don't I don't know if the mummy deserves it's, to be in this. Universal had the right to all the classic horror movie monsters, and they were like, maybe people have forgotten about Brendan Fraser, and we hadn't, yeah, and no. that was the big problem. It, the Mummy's iconic. Brendan Fraser's iconic. That's um, he owns the Mummy. Yeah, that's my like. You can't put anyone else in. My there. girlfriend's like favorite movie is the Mummy. Like she was pissed about this reboot. She was pissed. Yeah. As she should be. It's a classic. No one, no one wants a reboot of of the Mummy. You, you can reboot Frankenstein or whatever the hell. Like no one's, no one like holds it close to their heart. Yeah. No one cares about that. Mm-hmm. But the Mummy, come on, that's a that's a classic. We could have had so many hilarious movies where, <laughs> like Swamp Thing and Tom Cruise. Swamp Thing would have been played by like Idris Elba or something, yeah. and he would not have looked like he came out of a swamp. <laughs> he would have just looked hot, <laughs> and it was like, wow. yeah, he would have been in like. You know, kind of a a grungy tank top, and that would have been the worst of it. Yeah, exactly. I like this. I like it mm. a lot. Just make these monsters yeah. all very hot. Yeah, I'm down to repitch that. I think they could reboot it. I think they could. I mean, Marvel didn't give up when the Incredible Hulk sucked. You know, like the first. Yeah, we all consider Iron Man the first one, but that wasn't actually the first one. All right. There were, no, Iron Man came out before Incredible oh, Hulk. It did. The, I, like, <laughs> Marvel did come out strong. It was just their second one kind of beefed. Ah, uh, gotcha. I thought the Hulk. So everyone. So for a minute, we were like, "Are we on board for this?" Yeah. And Marvel's like, "No, no, we got you. Ed, Ed Norton's gone. He's out of here. <laughs> don't guy. even trip. We tried it. We get it. You don't like it. Yeah, every okay. you're gonna love everyone else going forward. I like it. All right, they made they made yeah. up for it quickly. No, if we had gotten a strong mummy and then like a shitty Frankenstein, maybe we would live in a different world. Yeah, but it was it was because of that it was because of that trailer where they didn't put in all the music and sound effects. That was the problem. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. <laughs> can't believe it's just it. Like. The curse of the mummy, man. He got us. I cannot believe that happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe when we do our either our superhero team up or our labor shortage horror movie, maybe we release a trailer like that yeah. for like on purpose, though. Yeah. And it'll be really confusing. <laughs> but that's the scary part. It's the scary part is sounds. Yeah. Where are sounds? Am I going deaf? Like, that's scary. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Trick- <laughs> maybe we get the. Oh, the aliens from A Quiet Place got to be in oh, there for sure. Hundred percent. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone loves those guys. Yeah, yeah. Could you put like Godzilla in that shit in there? Or they, they've got like their own cinematic universe happening. That's tough because because Godzilla is kind of a good guy in all these. That's movies. true. He kind of is. Even when he was being a dick in Godzilla versus Kong, like he was still basically the good guy. Yeah. How about the Stranger Things monsters? They could. Uh, uh, Stranger Things monsters can be good. We can get Chucky the murder doll. Yes. Yes. And and the I was actually doing some research on Child's Play, and I always knew there was a movie called Seed of Chucky. I did not realize that like Ch- Chucky does come in that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's titled Seed of Chucky, right? Like that's, that's what I yeah, expect. I guess it's just like you didn't think you didn't think they would really do it, <laughs> but I guess they did. I like uh, I, I like to think they like started with the title, and then they're like. 
well, I, we're, we're kind of promising the seat of Chucky here, you know? Like, we so got to deliver. People are going to be pissed <laughs> if we don't give them the seed of Chucky. <laughs> if we don't actually show them the seed of Chucky, right? Yeah. Like, that's what this movie's about. So, <laughs> that's actually hilarious, though, that, that that's in there. <laughs> or may, I mean, yeah. if I were writing that movie, I'd be like, they don't think we have the balls to actually put the seed of Chucky in this movie, right? And yeah. that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You know what's also wild? Wasn't the last Chucky movie. They kept going. <laughs> they didn't even reboot it. They they kept going with that like narrative through line. How do you t- how do you top Chucky's come at this point? You know? I don't know if you do because after I think they rebooted it after. The one after that. Got it. So. Got it. Well, I actually have, um, before we get into Last Night in Soho, I actually have a couple movies I could talk about that I left out last time. Oh. If we want to f- oh, yeah, fill go some for content it. as well. I saw T10, which uh, is a new French uh, new French movie. Um, one like the Palme d'Or from um, the director of Raw, uh, which is basically just body horror. So I guess this is fitting for... For Halloween. Oh, this is the movie that I saw you reviewed, and I was like, I will never watch no, that. No, you shouldn't watch it, baby. <laughs> I don't think you would yeah. like it at all. Well, here's here's what I did when I see a movie that where I go, I'm never going to watch that, but I really need to know what happens <laughs> in it, is I Googled the plot. Of course. And so I know exactly what happens in the movie, Yeah, and I was like, none of that should go into my eyeballs. I was fine seeing it in words. Yeah, no. It's and like her directing style like makes it worse too. Like you read it and you're like, that's oh, awful. Good. And her directing style and the way she shoots, what she decides to do with everything, just makes it so much worse too. She she really mm. drags it out. Um, but I really love the letterbox like description of this movie because it's so like tame. And I just imagine someone oh, yeah. reading it. It says, following a series of unexplained crimes, a former firefighter is reunited with his son who has been missing for 10 years, which goes nowhere into like, yeah, that is <laughs> a few small details. There. <laughs> yeah, that's a few key details. That's generally what's happening, I guess, but it's nowhere close to like the insane shit that goes on in this movie oh we've talked about this before there's movies where like when you watch it you have to say something about it's like if you've read the book it the stephen king book and if someone asks you about it you have to mention that there's a child orgy in it like that's your curse (laughs) having that knowledge is you can never not tell someone that like this is that this movie is when someone asks you what it's about, you say lady fuck a car and the car get lady pregnant. That's what the movie's about. It's about a car baby. Um, and yeah, I'd, like I went I went into the movie knowing she fucked a car. I didn't know the pregnant thing was going to happen. So I was like, oh, no, please don't be pregnant. Please don't be yeah. pregnant with a car baby right now. I can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with a car baby in this movie. Like I thought funny enough. A prequel to Cars. Yeah. That baby, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, it was the best prequel to Cars I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this movie, I, like, I, we may have just, like, kind of spoiled that, but that gets, like, nowhere into how, like... That's, that, but what I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, that's what the movie is about. If you go into this movie and you don't know that she fucks a car, <laughs> like, you have been woefully underprepared. Yeah, like, you are going to hate this. You're going to be like, what the hell am I... Although I went into Raw not knowing it was a cannibal movie, and that made the movie a lot better for me, because I did not... Okay. Like, I was so shocked by the the fact that it started happening um, because there's just mm-hmm. a scene where she starts like eating her friends like 
cut off finger and it's like what the f- why are you doing that because uh, the finger's just on the floor and she just like keeps staring at it you're like what the hell are you gonna do with this but if you knew it was a cannibal movie you're like oh she's gonna eat it so i yeah. think that scene was like a lot better for me because i didn't know but it, it, like the car thing is just at the beginning of the movie like the rest of the movie is just like i never would have thought it would have devolved into anything that happened ended up happening i it's uh really good just the most surprising movie i i've seen this year for sure like i just never knew what, what was going to happen next and then it was like surprisingly mm-hmm. touching at the end even though i did not want it to be <laughs> at all <laughs> um it was oh yeah. yeah surprisingly was like and my like i gotta get props to the, my theater as well like they didn't they were laughing like it's a funny movie at points like all of them were laughing too like people in the theater were like not that like people were really disturbed there's a scene where she like has to break her nose that was the most the big the biggest reaction the entire time and i was so surprised like she fucks a car she does all this insane shit there's like weird things with her vagina at some point but the biggest reaction was her breaking her nose and i was like okay oh my god all right that's yeah i guess that's the worst i just think about that line from joker where robert de niro is like you're laughing she fucked a car and you're laughing (laughs) yeah no one laughed at that scene but (laughs) yeah but there were definitely some fun pieces of action and just like funny moments in general yeah but i i was surprised my my theater was in the mood for that after what we had just seen at some points but all right i'll talk about one more movie before we get into it and that is uh, Love and Monsters. This one's another good Halloween because this is, has monsters involved, uh, which is a movie that came yeah. out last year during the pandemic. And I was surprisingly, um, I surprisingly enjoyed it. Um, it was like kind of corny, kind of cheesy comedy, uh, post-apocalyptic comedy type thing. Um, but I still enjoy, still enjoyed it. My letterbox reviews sequel, please. Um, I would like a sequel to this <laughs> to this movie because I kind of set up something cool. It's okay. on Hulu if you have time. Like it's just a nice little short, fun movie to pop on at some point. So did I talk about Hush last week? I'm yeah, pretty sure I did. Yeah, you talked Hush. Okay. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of horror movies, but I feel like I mentioned them all pre Halloween episode. Yeah. So. Yeah, you did. Well, yeah, I guess we should talk about what happened last night in soho in soho which it actually happened last night i guarantee i mean it did for me because i saw it last okay. night okay i saw it today so. but the happenings in the movies must have happened last night or else they're lying and i could sue their asses that's true it's false <laughs> advertising by edgar right you know what i already got him for a few million dollars uh last movie that wasn't a baby driving the car <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i saw that lawsuit on the news bb and i congratulations oh yeah Thank you. I fucking got him. I harangued him for everything. He, was, he made this movie so he could make a few bucks back after I fucking cleaned cleaned his house. I mean, I don't blame you. You know, I, I, I that's probably what you did. Probably you probably saw the person who sued him for Scott Pilgrim versus the world because he wasn't really versus the whole world. It was just like seven dudes yeah. that he or seven you know people that he was fighting. It wasn't the whole world. So um, they yeah. got a lot in that lawsuit as well. So, yeah, Edgar yeah. Wright, really bad at, at titling his movies, clearly. General impressions, VB. Yeah, I liked this movie. It's not my favorite Edgar Wright movie. It's interesting because this is like, I think like his first real move into horror, unless you count Shaun of the Dead, which was like arguably a horror comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's a comedy. How much, how scary it was is not really like, yeah, you it's, know. It's definitely but, not this type of horror. Yeah, this was his first like real 
attempted horror. And I was surprised that he did a horror movie at all. Cause I was like, Edgar Wright makes very like fun, like hip pop music kind of movies. But overall I liked it. I think it went on a little bit too long. And I think it, as someone who's spent the last like two months watching a ton of horror content, it feels like someone who's made, making their like first attempt at horror. There's like a lot of stuff where I was like, this isn't really scary per se, even though it's it's like close to being scary. I don't know. But um, yeah. yeah, I would say it's definitely good. I would definitely recommend going to see it. But if you're looking for like, uh, like a knock it out of the park Edgar Wright movie, this isn't quite it. Yeah, I gotta say I'm fairly disappointed in this one, BB. I yeah. love Edgar Wright. I'd say right now I definitely think this is my least favorite, but it's mainly because I love all his other ones. So right. any any movie that I think is flawed by him is just automatically the worst, basically. But yeah, I agree with you on the horror stuff. Like I think that's where this movie fails the most. Like just when it's trying to be a horror movie, Edgar Wright's like usually so good at differentiating his movies from from other ones but the horror one seem or the horror moments seem so generic so done before so right just no, normal like horror that at times just did not feel like i was watching an edgar wright movie just felt like i was watching just any other horror movie um but i really like a lot of aspects of this movie still. I like the beginning of the movies, like before we before we get into the horror aspects of the movie. Like I thought it was like really good. I was enjoying it, and mm -hmm. it, but once we got into the horror things, it had me questioning why did we, why did even I know what direction he wanted to go with the message and the story, but why did he? Why did it have to go horror? You know, like it felt pretty good yeah. to me before, to the point where I was like, okay, like. I felt like maybe he could have gone a different direction with what was happening here with this concept. Maybe it didn't have to go horror because right. that was the wor just the worst parts of the movie for me. I mean, it, it would have worked if he like brought his own twist to it or like, you know, brought his Edgar Wright feel or his innovation that he usually brings, but he just didn't really bring anything new to the table. I would say like this still very much felt like an Edgar Wright movie to me, like be because of the nature of it, it doesn't have like the really snappy edits or the like sort of very specific brand of comedy that he usually brings. Um, but I think a lot of it's like really visually stunning, which, uh, you know, is a trademark of, of Edgar Wright movies. But yeah, I would say that like you should def if you I don't know if you have. Have you watched any of the Mike Flanagan stuff? No. No, right? Yeah. You should check him out because, like, he's very restrained in his horror, at least for mostly for Hill House. And then his other series get a little bit more like bah. this movie definitely felt like it could have used more restraint uh, because it starts really slow in the sense that it's not scary at all for like the first hour. Mm -hmm. Um it it doesn't really do anything to scare you. It sets up like one thing that you think might be scary and then never really pays off, which we'll talk about in spoilers. Um, and then the last, like the back half of the movie is just this really prolonged horror sequence to the point where it's just not scary anymore by yeah. after like the first few times you've, you know, seen the horror. So yeah, I would agree with you on that, but I think 
it still feels very much like an Edgar Wright movie, which is, I think, why I generally liked it in spite of the weaker aspects. Yeah, the whole last, definitely the whole last part's like just stuff. I don't know. It's just con- it's like a constant horror scene almost. So it's just like, yeah, I agree. You get like numb to it at some point because you've just been in it for so long and it almost gets tiring. You're just like, mm-hmm. man, it's just never ending, is it? Because they just keep hitting you with like jump scare, scare over and over again. And it's like, OK, like enough. <laughs> like we don't need yeah. another one of these right now. Right. We we need some room to breathe, which we really don't get. Like by the end of this movie, it's just a sequence of the main character, like screaming and crying and acting like an insane person yeah. to the point where I'm like, how how is she not in like a mental hospital oh, yet? Yeah, no. Yeah. We can get more into that in spoilers, but like a lot of the yeah. logic went out the window at the end with a lot of the people in this movie. Yep. But overall, just pretty disappointed. I, I agree with Baby, though. Definitely still check it out. Um, it's an Edgar Wright movie, and I, I still think there's a lot of awesome moments in this movie. Soundtrack's great, of course. He Oh, I, yeah. Edgar Wright knows been, so, much, so many good songs. So, Literally last night after I went to the movie uh i came home and i still had to work and i immediately just went on spotify and put on the soundtrack for this movie and i've been jamming out to it so yeah i mean that's expected from edgar wright but he did a a real good job with that oh yeah and all the all the i mean obviously we didn't grow up in the 60s so we don't know 60s songs so it's definitely nice Mm -hmm. to hear just a bunch of cool 60s songs i haven't heard before even though i've heard some of them but lots of unknowns um which is what you get baby driver obviously known for amazing songs like that as well spoiler time let's get into it give me your best guess what is soho short for i literally don't know i don't know either is there a soho in like new york or something for some reason i thought i thought there was a new york soho and i thought this movie was gonna be a new york a new york soho let me see it's in the south village it's uh yeah, it's downtown in Lower Manhattan. It's the uh, New York Soho. Okay. But we're not talking about New York Soho. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. This is the ultimate spoiler. Is what, what is Soho <laughs> short for? Yeah, I have no clue. It's in North London, apparently. In the West End features a variety of dining, nightlife, and shopping. Well, we got that from the movie. Yeah, so. But what is it short for? <laughs> it's got to be short for something, right? What if it's not short for anything and I sound like a dumbass? <laughs> it's just Soho. South of uh, Houston. South of Houston? That's what it says. It Is says, there a Houston in England? <laughs> I, get, I mean, we got most of our place names. Pronoun- oh, pronounced Houston. Oh, it's, Houston. There, that's much Brit- more British. Yeah. I was like, Houston. They got Texas over there? <laughs> they got Texas? My best guess was South Hollywood because we don't have one here in LA. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they, maybe London gets that. You guys have WeHo. Yeah, we got WeHo. We got NoHo. Yeah. We have the very elusive East Hollywood, but no <laughs> South Hollywood. Where would South Hollywood be? It's like Fairfax like, area, kind- maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I, I was about to dox myself. Um, <laughs> you give out your exact address. Uh, uh, I am south of Hollywood. I can say that much, but that's a lot of area. Yeah, that's a lot of area, and there are a lot of homes in in south of Hollywood, yeah. for sure. I don't think you've... Now a big boy movie fan's going to go knock on every door. 
Matt Beebe? Yeah. I must find him in Soho. <laughs> spoiler town. I like how you put that in spoiler town. <laughs> You're like, that, spoiler I'd, town. I didn't okay, want anyone like... getting it spoiled, you know? <laughs> Maybe that was a big part of the movie. That's the big reveal at the end, is it's south of Houston. <laughs> Houston's been dead for 30 years. Oh, my, oh my God. God. All right. What do we, I mean, there are a lot of spoilers at the end that I have complaints about. But we can yeah. go in order if you let's, want to. I don't let's talk about the beginning a little bit because I, you do kind of, in my opinion, immediately like the main character. I think both the lead actresses in this are great. Oh yeah, you know, obviously, Ani Taylor Joy is just on fire right now. With uh, she's in everything and she's doing great in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the other girl, Thomason, what's her name? Mackenzie. Mackenzie, I, I. Maybe I've seen her and stuff, but I don't recognize her. She's in Jojo Rabbit. She was the main. Oh, girl. yes. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. She's she was great in that, and she's really good in uh in this too. And so yeah, it it's pretty solid. I think they actually did a pretty good job of like it's not I would say a hundred percent accurate to like a college experience, but it does immediately like feel like college, which I think a lot of time is hard to capture. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I yeah. saw your I saw your review on Letterbox, and I was it reminded me of um it made me because you were talking about the experience of freshman year it reminded me of Shit House, the movie I saw last year that I really liked that was also about the experience of freshman year. And then, yeah, while I was watching right. this movie, I actually was comparing it to Shit House a good amount because she's just having mm. a terrible freshman year and like calling yeah. home and stuff like that. Obviously, hers is Shit House is like, it's very much more realistic. This one's a, right, obviously yeah. a horror movie, so they they're in pretty different stitch situations. Mm. But I think both of them handle those pretty well. Yeah, I guess the only other big thing about the beginning, because like I said, it takes like an hour to get to to real horror town, mm-hmm. is um, I actually was kind of not expecting this movie to basically just be about misogyny and about how like dudes are creeps, mm-hmm. and so immediately. They do the scene where she's in the cab and the guy starts hitting on her and she's like, please let me out of this cab. And I honestly like I think if they had played into that aspect more, I think some of the horror might have been more effective because like full spoilers, like the monsters are just like freaky faceless dudes who follow her around like literal ghosts. Mm -hmm. But like that was honestly one of the scarier, more tense parts of the movie is like she's in this cab with this cab driver who's being a creep she's in a moving vehicle she can't just easily get out and you have that moment where she like looks around the corner and he's still like parked there and you're like oh is he gonna stake out for her yeah, yeah. so i think moments of tension like that would have combined with some sort of monster element or some sort of ghost element might have been more effective than just literal like faceless screaming zombie men yeah yeah, probably something a little more real for her. Obviously, it felt real for her because she was like living it, but something right. more real for I us, con- I guess. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Nocturnal Animals. Have yes, I have. Such a good movie. Okay. One of the scariest scenes in all of movies ever is the scene where they're on the side of the highway yep. and those like hillbillies are shaking them down because it's a real thing that could actually happen. Mm-hmm. And in that scene, Jake Gyllenhaal like makes every reasonable decision. Yeah. And it still like is terrifying and like fucks with him. So like I think that's an underestimated like root of horror. I think that's what makes a show like Haunting of Hill House so good is that you have like just just moments of like kind of stillness and quiet in horror where you're like, what the fuck do I even do here? Like I'm stuck. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't help that, like, I don't know what these things can actually do to her besides mentally torture her. Because that seems like right. the main pain that's being inflicted on her. I guess in the end, they, like, actually physically can grab her and, like, hold her down. Which, by the way, made no yeah. sense at the end because they were, like, on her right. side. And then she, they all just, grab like, she's trying to call the police and they all, like, grab her. But then they're like, yeah. here, call the police. <laughs> it's like, they were saying, they handed her the phone and said, kill her. Yeah. And I was like, um. With a phone? <laughs> you should, like, let go of her arms so she yeah. can use kill the her. phone. It's like, I'm stuck. <laughs> that That, honestly, like, I think that ending horror sequence was probably the weakest in the whole oh, movie because it it didn't it felt like a scene where Edgar Wright like was like what's scary and it's like hands popping out of the floor and like zombie men all over the place and yeah you know it made no sense but so. in context it doesn't really work it's just like it's scary by itself like maybe as a horror short but with all the context we have at that point you're like why is this happening yeah exactly because we just learned so much new there's so many like weird plot twists in this too that like right. f f befuddle the message a little bit and it's weird i don't know yeah but i guess we can just sort of talk about that because that's mostly what you want to talk about with this movie yeah actually one quick thing i want to mention before we get there because this is sort of the middle. My, my favorite sequence in the whole movie is the one where anya taylor joy's character is at the nightclub and she's you know, the guy's like, she gives the guy a name and they say, that's a lovely name. And she says, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And it just keeps going. And like, she's getting drunker and like the camera and the lights are doing all this crazy shit that at that point in the movie, I was like, okay, like I'm on board now. I like, that's just, it looked really cool. It's told the story in a really interesting visual way, which is what we love Edgar Wright for. Mm -hmm. Um, and that like middle section of the movie, I think was the best. Cause I also really like the Halloween party moments and yeah, yeah. Um, everything that was building to the end, I thought was really strong. And then we finally get to the point where you're like the old dude who was obviously a red herring was a red herring. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll say I didn't get the twist until like right before it happened. So I thought that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. That twist in the end, like I definitely did not expect that twist, but I think I didn't expect it cause I think it like makes the message like weirder because obviously yes. because then all of a sudden you're like okay but i was like rooting for anya taylor, taylor joy the whole time because like i feel bad for her and now she's a yeah. murderer and you're like okay whose side is the main character going to be on now <laughs> like know. what's happening it's, it's very confusing it, it's messy because like you know obviously anya taylor joy Sandy is the victim there. Mm -hmm. um, and like, but she's also a serial killer. Yeah. And so you, I like that the movie never like excused the men or like was like, oh no, it's, it was okay what you yeah. did. Like, like, uh, what's her? Ellie is, says, you know, I'm not going to take your side. I'm not going to kill her to avenge you. You guys were still bad people and you did bad things. Yeah, exactly. Um, She's like, the, the question is of. like, did they deserve to die? I, I mean, obviously that Jack guy, I think deserved to die. Yeah. Yeah. But in order for it to be a real twist, they had to make Sandy a serial killer, which is the point where you're like, 
it's like this is about women being victims and and misogynistic systems that like exploit them um but it's also hard to root for a serial killer especially in this instance (laughs) especially when one that's like misled our main character and like lied to them and basically fed them bullshit exactly um and poisoned them <laughs> literally which tried is to another kill thing them. that poison that's the fucking worst poison yeah. i've ever she like Weak. drinks it and she's like oh i'm dying yeah. and then <laughs> it's like no the poison just stops working no, here's five here's a five minute scene where we're gonna yeah. forget about the poison like who gives a shit <laughs> yeah it it would have been i thought it would have been an interesting ticking clock element if she's like barely able to move then you wouldn't have had to ha- have the hands popping out of the ground because like her getting yeah. to the phone just it, but no it's just the poison was just <laughs> in and out yeah the poison felt just just absolutely pointless yeah the whole like right i don't know the whole twist i still agree with like it just felt at some moment it just felt like it was some wild ride that like was never ending like it was just so long the the horror moments were so long um but at some point in the movie like i knew it was horror from like the ads i had been seeing because it had like the horror voiceover guy like last night in soho and all this stuff like I, i didn't exactly know it was a horror movie until that so like an hour in, I was like, this is a like, what? how does this become a horror movie, really? Like they had a little bit. I was like, OK, mm. even when she like started having the dreams at first, I was like, OK, this could easily, easily have been a different movie at this point. Um, it could have been like a yeah. Midnight in Paris type movie, too, um, where she's just it like could have even just been more fun. of like a, a thriller or something yeah. like just just something less committed to having spooky ghosts everywhere yeah um, and jump scares kind of bog down the movie you know jump scares galore and all the time and <laughs> just very very weird moments yeah i mean i guess there are a it lot was, of jump scares where i didn't expect them but i don't know they're at weird times there there were a lot of moments where you know, with like horror, you know you're never out of the horror scene until it's actually like a new scene. So there were a few scenes where you're like, "Oh, she got out of the dream." And I'm like, "Oh no, she's gonna turn around and there's yeah. gonna be a bunch of ghosts." And then she turns around, there's a bunch of ghosts. Oh yeah. So, um, and I mean, by the time you get to the end of this movie, she cannot go anywhere without ghosts being there. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh yeah, it's ghosts. It's just over. so much. But I agree that like by the at some point there was like a breaking point. It was the Halloween party where I'm just like, okay, if I'm the dude, if I'm her 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 boo, at this point, mm-hmm. um, not it, not at the Halloween party, but after when she's like freaking out in bed because she's seeing uh, Anya Taylor Joy get murdered. At that point, like that's if I'm that dude, I'm like, okay, I need to like get legit help for this girl like she is seeing things she is like schizophrenia like i am i need to tell someone and get her like mental help (laughs) but he like Mm -hmm. doesn't really do that he just like tries to ask her like what's wrong which is not usually what you do with insane people is try to like oh no i care about you (laughs) i think his character was also kind of weird i think a better twist is would have been if he was like a shitty dude right yeah but that was too expected i was like constantly like oh is he gonna be shitty now oh is he gonna be shitty now yeah like a promising young woman but i feel like if we hadn't seen promising young woman maybe we wouldn't have expected it true but i i don't know i think it because like 
again, the men are the monsters. The lady's a serial killer. So I guess everyone's terrible. Maybe Edgar Wright's message was like, London sucks. Don't go there. Everyone's (laughs) like a rapist or a serial killer. It's not about the world generally. It's like, no, this is just specifically about Soho, actually. Like, I really hate it. Because there was that scene where she's going through all the newspapers and he's like, oh, that whole thing's one year. And she's like, yeah, London is a terrible place. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe the whole movie is just about how the grandma was right. Yeah. (laughs) The grandma's just like, oh, you sure about going to London? It's pretty awful. I mean, he could write that about like any like there's crime in like every big city. Like they're all shitty at some point. Yeah. I mean, that's like comparing this to Hot Fuzz. That's kind of like what Hot Fuzz is about, too. Mm -hmm. But. That was why when I was watching this, immediately when they introduced the creepy dude, I was like, oh, they're setting him up to be the murder guy, but then it's not going to be him because it felt a lot like oh, Hot yeah. Fuzz with the twist in that movie. Yeah, um, those are too obvious at this point. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been more of a twist if it just was him at this point, if it if, that, if there was no twist. Right, that yeah. was the murderer. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it was the whole, the whole time, I guess. But yeah, what else happens? I mean, I God, I still like so much of this movie too. I know I've been complaining. I know. About, like, that's the thing is like <laughs> it. I would compare it to how I felt in, to Dune in some ways, where like Dune did so much right, and there was just something about Dune that didn't like perfectly sit with me. Yeah. This movie does a whole lot right, and I still think it's a a really good movie. But I, I guess I can more accurately accurately articulate why I was more let down by this one. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to say it's a bad movie because it's like it's genuinely fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still Edgar Wright. It's just, you know, if you go in as like a fan of horror or expecting something more than like a popcorn horror film, then you're probably not going to get that. Yeah. Which I think I kind of was expecting when I, when I heard Edgar Wright horror, like I was like, okay, he's going to do mm-hmm. something different here. Cause that's usually kind of what he does with a genre of movies like this is kind of makes it his own thing. Um, yeah. But he definitely didn't. He just went kind of as generic as he could. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, you can't, I've never done a horror movie. I can't, <laughs> I, I don't That's know true. what it's yeah. like so i've just seen horror movies yeah. that are better than this for sure i would say the one big thing is that a the perfect length for a horror movie is 90 minutes this one was two hours i think if you cut out like 20 30 minutes of this one it would have been a whole lot better because you just wouldn't have had that numbness towards the end to all the freaky horror stuff yeah for sure i mean maybe he was just thinking well technically the like horror portion is about 90 minutes bb <laughs> you know sure. because the whole <laughs> that's what he's thinking right now <laughs> yeah while well, listening to it he's like well technically like uh, the whole first hour or whatever isn't horror you know that's that was yeah. just a normal movie i was making and then i was like oh might as well just mm-hmm. throw a horror movie in here yeah, you just got bored of making his like character drama. <laughs> He's like, "Ooh, I like I love he watched a Midnight in Paris and was like, "Ooh, I should make Midnight in Paris since everyone hates Woody Allen now. I could be like the new loved one." <laughs> and then like he was like, "I'm just going to make this a horror. I'm like kind of bored of like the 60s the <laughs> 60s Midnight in Paris where she is a fashion designer and I don't like this drama." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been so down on. I want to talk about good stuff i mean i talked about the party scenes which i both really liked the opener i really liked um right yeah and the like 
the use of those shots where they have like all black and then there's just like a colored box with a character in it. They use that like three times throughout the movie. Mm. Uh, and it's always just really nice to look at every time. Oh, yeah. uh, and it's used really effectively because you don't always know. I also want to say Edgar Wright's known for his editing. And this movie, I think, is an exceptionally well edited. I love the scene where you sort of start to see Ellie and Sandy kind of merging. And so you'll have like, literally alternating shots where the actors are swapped. So you'll have like Anya Taylor-Joy delivers one line, the camera turns for a second, it comes back, it's uh, Thomas and McKenzie. It's just like, mm-hmm. the the way those scenes were constructed were super interesting and super engaging be, because of the way they sort of edited around like these two people playing one character. Oh yeah, still killer editing for sure. I mean... Mm-hmm. Loved all the love all the visual use of like mirror stuff in this and having them too showing up in mirrors and all this stuff. I don't know. I, the mirrors did feel like a good device, especially the point where she's like, tr- there's a scene where Thomas and Mackenzie's like, "Look at me!" to like Anna Taylor Taylor Joy through the mirror. Right. And yeah. Like really, and did, she smashes through the mirror. That felt like constructing. But I think it's because like our knowledge of mirrors, it's like, oh, if you're on one side of the mirror, you're not going to the other, right? Yeah. And I think that's like another example of like a more effective horror moment because she's like in a bystander there. And no matter like how much she screams or like she can't change the past, she can't change what's happening right in front of her. Like that. Um, And that's like a really great tense moment. Yeah. Um, It's when they like try. It's when Edgar Wright tries to make the ghost and stuff like actually can physically hurt. Like, I don't know, the mental torture like clearly is a lot for her. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, the ghosts are like grabbing her and shit, and it's like, yeah, okay, this is weird. I didn't expect this. And they they're like free of the apartment, so like no matter where she goes, there's just ghosts everywhere, oh, yeah. just everywhere. It's just constant, man. And that's stressful. So as a viewer, you're just like stressed. Mm-hmm. You're you're like, oh, nothing's safe. I am, I am exhausted <laughs> watching this movie. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, I think I think that like visual motif of mirrors actually like works really well yeah. throughout all the movie. Even during the scene with all the hands and the guys popping out of the walls, like everything shatters around them. Like nothing has the properties of like wood or stone or whatever. Like it's all mirror stuff. And I thought that was really cool looking. Yeah. The way they handled that. Yeah. And just like the thought of a mirror. I don't know. It just feels like something unattainable. Like what you're seeing in the mirror, like you're like, I am not there. Like that's something different. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like scary thinking like there's just a certain vision or aspect we have towards things we see in a mirror that it's like, right. those are, that's a different world. Like I can't get in there or whatever. It's like constricting yeah. kind of, but then when things are like, yeah, out, cause it's weird. thematically it's about like, who do you want to be? And yeah. like Sandy and Ellie both have this like, they want to be rich and famous and Ellie thinks she's getting that in the mirror. And then it's like, no, actually that's a serial killer. <laughs> um, how, I, I want to bring up like two more things before we end, which is basically the very ending scene where they remind you that she sees her mom in the mirror sometimes. Mm. And they set the mom up at, like she's some sort of ghost that follows her around. And then she's just not, yeah. she's only in the movie two times and it's just during like nice times in her life. So that was weird. I guess they're just like setting up the fact that she sees ghosts, I guess. Maybe. I have no clue. That like she can (laughs) she can enter the ghost world through the mirror. Yeah, she she has vision. I mean, because like even her grandma mentions like, oh, you 
you uh something about a gift she's like very sensitive or sees things yeah, or whatever she sees things so i guess that's just like setting up that she sees dead people um yeah because i could see that because like she's in her own house and she sees the ghost of her mom in the mirror and then she goes into the apartment and she sees the ghost of sandy even though sandy isn't dead mm-hmm. so it's not really a ghost she's seeing um and then she sees her mom again at the college a place that ha- maybe she was there was her mom also a student at that college i don't know i can't remember specifics of like her mom or maybe they said they couldn't afford it either no she wasn't and so yeah, it's weird that the mom would appear in the mirror at the the school where she's never been. It's just like she's there because it's nice for her to see her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then I was wondering what you thought about the very last thing where she looks back in the mirror and Sandy is still there. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have too many thoughts about it. So it ends with just yeah. her. I'm trying to remember the exact... So it ends with her. She's in the mirror. Doesn't she, like, tap it or something? Yeah, she does the same, like, finger flick thing they do the first time they, like, switch places or whatever in the dream. Oh. I, I like, I wasn't really sure what to think of it because, like, I'm like, oh, is is Sandy, like, still with her? Like, is this alluding that she's also going to become a serial killer? <laughs> or is this, like, a redeeming Sandy kind of thing? It was just, like... Oh, the ghost is still here. At least now she's actually a ghost. <laughs> um, yeah, true. Yeah, why does Sandy like appear in all her like if she sees ghosts? Sandy's not a ghost yeah. technically, right? She didn't die. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess um I guess Alex mentions like, yeah, younger me died. Maybe that's her. <laughs> yeah, but that's like fucking anyone could say that. <laughs> maybe maybe that's Edgar Wright's excuse for why she's a ghost. It's because like it's her if younger. that girl came into my apartment and she started seeing me and doing my whole <laughs> nightly routine, I was like an old man. I was like, you could say I died in that room. I ran out of pizza pockets and I was very sad. A part of me died that night. <laughs> A thousand deaths I died in that she room. So many. I'm talking about masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> she sees so many ghosts of you like yeah i died so yeah. dies so many times inside you know so many deaths i got so mad one time when i was playing fortnite <laughs> so that was kind of a death for me she sees mad fortnite bb ghost <laughs> doing a fortnite dance he's angrily just like <laughs> yeah he's like what did you just say to me you little shit ninja style <laughs> yeah Ninja would be in our, our <laughs> Avengers horror movie somehow. Of course. God, I forgot when I talked about Free Guy to talk about Ninja and like all the streamers in there. Damn. Right, yeah. I guess it was kind of like on event. Like they're just in there and they're like as bad as you think they would be. Not great at acting. They're like, oh my God, it's Free Guy. Yeah, exactly. They're just like on yeah. stream, just like, wow, Free Guy. And it's like Japs. We need more movies where they do cutaways to streamers who are reacting to the things that are happening in the movie. (laughs) I'm imagining the. I'm imagining like a sports movie, like yeah, watching a football game in the middle, like Moneyball. They just yeah, they're watching Moneyball. (laughs) Moneyball. Jonah, Jonah, or um, whoever. God, who is it? Chris Pratt. It's the home run. <laughs> just cut yeah. to fucking Pokemon, reacting to it like, oh, oh pretty good home run. <laughs> just so weak. I like, <laughs> so I weak. love the idea because like 
one of your favorite scenes in all movies i know is the streak that yeah, like yeah. whole montage in the movie <laughs> i just like to imagine a few cutaways in that montage where they just go to like fucking jack and he's like oh a home run <laughs> not reacting hard at all it just ruins it such bad acting like, oh these laddies win a lot of games in a row don't they Pokemon like all right, pretty good home run. Nice, nice. <laughs> nice, nice. That's why they need to get XQC for one of these. He would react big. And oh, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't understand what he's saying at all. But man, he would be yelling. Guys, we got a level 500 hype train for the <laughs> Oakland A's. <laughs> wow, can I get a sub for this one? Get, wow, lots of gifted subs. <laughs> <laughs> so many gifted subs for Billy Bean. <laughs> like Billy Bean's just in the locker room, like, oh my god, look at these gifted subs. <laughs> That'd be so weird if that's what the MLB devolves into. It's just the owners streaming their their team's game every night, <laughs> and they're just like react to it, like, yeah. So I I drafted this guy back in 08 He's so good. Like here he comes, <laughs> and he just gets donos every time yeah. the team does well. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get paid now they don't get paid their salary they have to get donations and subs oh nice 25 subs after the abreu home run looks like he'll be getting a big paycheck (laughs) yeah this really devolved Um, like it always does like yeah i gotta say anyway editing these uh, editing editing these episodes we could like (laughs) like our podcast every week is just us pitching movie ideas so like it feels, oh yeah feels like if we could just devolve it into that at some point but that's, mm-hmm. that's basically what we do well just like review. if we don't watch a movie we'll just like come up with our own movie and then review it yeah. like the first half of the episode we'll pitch a movie and then the second <laughs> half of the episode we'll review that movie. <laughs> all right now let's review it i didn't think it was that good yeah honestly a little <laughs> contrived at parts uh, uh last night in soho last night yeah in soho I'll say, I'll tell you what if you're if you're south of Houston, <laughs> go and check this one out. Yeah, um, go check. You only it out. got uh, as of recording. You only have two more days before it's out of season. Um, <laughs> they take it out of theaters too. I, They're like, oh, this horror is uh, yeah. over. We're not, not Halloween we're anymore. We're on the Thanksgiving. I wanted now. to. We're just gonna say broad statement. Go see last night in Soho. It's not perfect. It was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I wanted to mention that they had a trailer for the Scream movie, the new Scream movie mm. play before this. And um, I was like, oh, man, a new Scream. It's like, but October is almost over. That movie's coming out on like January 4th or something. Worst time. And I was like, oh, so it's trash. Because all the studios, they unload all their trash in January yeah. that they know no one's going to watch. Yeah. So I was like, "There's the horror movie that's that sucks," and so they're uh, yeah. they're unloading Scream in January. So at least we got last night in Soho in October. <laughs> Awful time to release Scream. Well, yeah. at least it's January and February is when like all the Oscar movies come out anyway. So you really just ignore Scream at that point. Like if it was March, yeah, nothing's coming out at that time. Maybe you see Scream, but mm-hmm. January, February, there are actual good movies to see. <laughs> There's no way you're seeing Scream. Oh yeah um yeah i was late for this movie so i didn't actually get to see any trailers oh okay yeah the, there were there was one where it was like not charlie's angels that <laughs> one really that title. one really really got me i was like this movie is nothing it's literally the pitch for that movie it was called like 355 or the 355 
the pitch for that movie genuinely, I think, was someone was like, what if there was an action woman or an action movie, but it was all women in it? Like, what if we got a lot of ladies to do an action movie? And some exec was like, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. That's what the times, the, the millennials and Gen Zers, Gen X, they love it. Uh, the, the, yeah, the generation. Do, do you have a, a story for it? Is there anything? No, it's women. They do kicks. They <laughs> shoot guns. Oh, so good. And he's like, all right. That's that feminist shit. Let's do it. That's that <laughs> feminism is when Ron Ho Howard's daughter shoots a gun real good. <laughs> That's the definition on Merriam Webster, actually. They just changed it. <laughs> You're welcome, all women. You have one now. Congrats. Yeah. That's honestly like some while I was watching the trailer, I was like, oh, women finally get their like terrible mid-budget, like action movie that would have starred the rock if it weren't all women yeah like <laughs> they're for everyone just now put a, just put a wig on the rock let's and call it a day yeah <laughs> let him have it let, let the rock play <laughs> let the rock play a woman come on he wants to do it oh <laughs> all right well I, I think this was a nice well, tight episode we kept it at a nice hour here yeah uh that's the scariest length of time i could think of <laughs> yeah and so until next Halloween, when we have much better bits and timely moments, <laughs> we promise stay big, you beautiful people. <laughs>